This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Um, I mean, fresh off a highly enjoyable Origin 3 victory for his beloved Maroons. <laughs> um, it, don't, you try telling those players it doesn't mean anything. Uh, but uh, before we get there, uh, we got a lot of feedback to the discussion we had about coronavirus in Monday's episode. And all positive, which is overwhelmed both of us i think we're very shocked that we didn't at least piss some people off but it seems like this frustration with what's going on is kind of i suppose it kind of transcends political partisanship and i think that even people that we know are you know quite conservative in in most in most ways are sort of off the scott morrison bandwagon and now it comes with the added news that we got earlier today that melbourne is going back into lockdown and as a result the melbourne storm are relocating to that queensland hub as well uh and yeah and now with both the two biggest cities and states in lockdown questions do have to remain about what's going to happen not just for the footy but for everything going forward yeah i mean we spoke about this the other, other day but i also think we just, it just happened organically we ran it a bit and didn't really get anywhere but yeah i thought we'd talk about it again Polly's rookies has been requested by the fans but I am just sick to death of the media coverage of what's happening in this country right now. And I said it last time and I'll say it again. People are angry at the wrong people. People are angry at getting told to be angry at other Australians, but they're not the ones at fault. You know, it's not 2020 anymore. And you might remember in 2020, we knew so little about this virus. We did hand yeah. sanitize everywhere, right? We did that. We didn't know how it traveled. We didn't know all these things. I completely forgot that no one's making you do hand sanitizer now during this lockdown. Yeah, I just, that just totally slipped my mind. Contact. It, it's not a surface contact thing anymore. So we're not doing it right. And we know that it's actually all right outside without a mask on. We know all these things. And people are just losing their minds still like it's March 2020. Like we're seeing... Again, on people who aren't breaking the rules, we're seeing talking heads who are obviously under some guidance from whoever they take orders from to get people angry at other people. And I'm sick of seeing like, oh my God, there's cars on the road. Yeah. And that tweet that went, that, that tweet that was going a little bit viral today before it got deleted by the author. Oh, these people getting ice cream while they go for their daily walks. They're eating the ice cream, Mitch, while they're walking. Criminals. Lock What's them next? Up. Eating a sandwich while walking? And drinking wh- coffee while walking? Where does it end? Madness. We're, we're treating this, like we're treating people who get coronavirus like lepers, firstly. We're treating anyone who gets it like they're the worst thing to happen to society, like anyone meant to get it. But with the way we're treating the whole thing like that, mate, like how dare they get a takeaway coffee? Yep. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Is, is that in the rules, is it? Why is... That- is- why is the person who's been at like the fourth, rightly or wrongly, the like predominant voice on coronavirus since it all started, just like tweeting a video of cars going up a main road of Sydney? Like, I think that's Paramount. Is that Par- that's 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 on the way to Macquarie Uni? I think that road that he tweeted a video of earlier today. Um, he- I'm not sure exactly where, but it's it's a clear, clearly a very 
main road and there's like not that many cars on it either. Yeah, and I mean, again, nobody said people couldn't leave the house. Okay, no one has said 100% you cannot leave the house. There is rules in play and I'm sick of seeing media trying to turn us against each other on people who are following those rules and we're all buying into it and we're idiots. You've got to stop getting mad at the wrong people. Be mad again. Where is my vaccine? Not why have they got a coffee? Yes. I couldn't like, where is my vaccine? I don't like, Oh, I want to be out and about living normal life. I wouldn't want to be judging people who are eating ice cream and drinking coffee. I and for the record, less. I am disgusted by the, and I'm loath to use this term because we take the piss out of people for using it in the wrong context, but this postcode racism that we've seen in the past week of vilifying anyone in Western Sydney who dares to leave their house whilst you see people going for walks in Coogee or whatever and using the public gym equipment and stuff like that. And again, I'm not mad at those people. I'm mad that if you tried to go outside and do that stuff in 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 a park in Bankstown, you'd be you'd you'd have like six cops in your face within five minutes. Yes. And people are going to break even like so I'm the ones breaking restrictions, they're fucked, but people are going to break restrictions, right? We know this is what society has been as long as I've been alive and as long as history is, is that people don't don't follow rules. People are reckless. You shouldn't put your faith in other people. So people are going to break restrictions too. So the people are doing the thing that the thing they're doing the right thing. I'm sick of seeing that, and we're trying to make us angry at each other. We're trying to make us angry at other states as well. Like it's they're trying to do the troubles and bullshit by making Victorians angry at New South Wales again, and vice versa. And we're eating that up with a fucking spoon. We're gobbling up the state tribalism thing like it matters over coronavirus. Like coronavirus is the grand final of this year. We give a shit. Why do we care? If co- people move around, that society. People have transferred the virus across borders who were allowed to go across borders, and we're blaming those people. Yeah. We're blaming the people <laughs> who were allowed to go across the border. They were approved, and it's their fault they brought the virus. Yeah. And yeah, they kind of, like, look, they did, the guys who went to Melbourne did not follow exactly the guidelines that were given. Yeah. But they, what they, they movers took it into an apartment. It traveled to the whole apartment floor. Yeah. Like, and look, we're not saying go out and break the rules. Like, no, we're doing it. We're looking at, and obviously, like people like you know those those rich those rich kids on the yacht who got thousand dollar fines, which I'm sure like their daddy will take care for them. Like those guys are pricks, obviously. Yes, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about now. You've got people with like large social media followings trying to vilify people for driving their car somewhere or yeah. getting coffee. It's yep. fucked. It is, mate, and. Again, those guys went to Victoria were allowed to do that and they weren't it wasn't properly handled by everybody involved. And we want to make those two guys the the, the villains. But what we know about the virus again is that a lot of people who have it don't know they have it. We know this. Again, we know this from last year. They don't know they're spreading it around. They're not trying to do the wrong thing. People are stupid. It's gonna happen. The only way to stop it is, is is vaccinations. And we keep doing this and lockdown's happening again. I'm buying into lockdown, as you said, Bungard. I haven't left the house a number of times, but I'm also really sick of people who, and a lot of it is the older generation and I'll include my parents in this. Like they live a comfortable, my dad and my stepmom live a comfortable life, right? They live in a big house. They have two dogs. They're pretty comfortable in lockdown. And the other side of that coin is there's people out there who live in a studio or they live like there's students who live at universities in a little tiny dorm room. They share with two other people and whatever. And we want, we think those people should be locked inside forever, that they're villains for walking outside and getting a coffee. And we'd get angry at them. Like any of it's their fault. Like God forbid 
they don't want to be locked in a four by four room every day when they're, yeah. they're allowed to leave. They weren't allowed to leave, fair enough, but they're allowed to leave. And that stuff on the roads, mate, like I, I took Anna, because you're allowed to do this because she can't drive. I took Anna to the dentist this morning and we drove down Ride Road and I sat in the car for like an hour and a half, losing my mind. Mm. <laughs> what can you do? But, uh, that road, it took us 15 minutes to get down that right. In peak hour, it usually takes an hour. You know, it took me 15 minutes. So, yeah, no one's on the roads. Get over it, people. People are trying to follow the rules. Some people will break them. That's just what happens now. And the lesson that the rest of the world has learned and everything keeps proving is the vaccine is the way out of this. And we're so stuck in 2020 that we are still so focused and we've lost the whole point of the lockdown in the first place last year. Obviously, no one was supposed to get the virus. The whole reason we locked down around the whole world was hospitalizations and deaths. If it wasn't lethal, we wouldn't give a shit. If it was like the common cold, we wouldn't have done anything. And the vaccine kind of turns it into the common cold. So when we get given numbers and people eat it up again, when Scott Morrison drops, England have got 50,000 cases a day. Yeah, they're all vaccinated. It doesn't matter. To them, and I know there's been a, a tiny increase in the rate of people going to hospital alongside that, and the, and the number of deaths alongside that. But I haven't got the numbers split between vaccinated or not. But if you look at America, they reported the numbers themselves. So in May, for example, eighteen thousand people died of coronavirus in America. One hundred and fifty yeah. of them were vaccinated. Every single one of those deaths was unvaccinated. Zero point eight percent, eight percent of the people with vaccines are the ones that died. Mm. that's how effective the vaccine's been in that, you know? And then you look in, if you look in England right now, they have 42,000 cases per day, terrible number. They only have 49 deaths per day. 0.01% of those. They only have 538 uh, hospitalizations per day, 0.1% of those. Like the, again, the common cold is like that. Yeah. Vaccinated deal with it and move on. But instead we're sitting here, pointing our fingers at the wrong things, yelling at each other, yelling across state borders, fighting over the, 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 most, the worst shit when it's just about getting vaccinated and we just haven't kicked it up a notch. And we're going to sit here in our houses getting angry at each other because the media tells us just, and they don't point their finger at the government still. Just make some drinks, play some video games and shut the fuck up for a few weeks. That's it's it. Lot. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Just shut the, stop blaming each other. Get over it. Stop. I don't want to, I'm sick of seeing videos and photos and people the media only keep doing it, but they're not, they're not the ones who keep pushing it around. If you get me, and I mean, they're also been embarrassing, mate. Like uh, Fairfax and News Corp, how like Anthony Albanese did an op-ed and only went in the New Daily. Yeah, and good on them for getting that get. But at the same time, it's like they haven't no cut through the Labor Party. They haven't been great to this either. But if they can't even get a run in Fairfax or the News Corp, of course, no one listens to them. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and it's just. The way you also treat anyone who gets it again, like they're the worst person in the world, get over it. But it's just been a tough year, mate. Like it's just, everyone knows it's been a tough year, but it's just really been an excuse. As you said, they're the postcode racism, but honestly, the nepotism, no, sorry, xenophobia and racism in general, we've just cranked it up alongside the virus and everyone's just happy with it because we're bought into closed borders. We're bought into blaming each other and yeah, it's just exactly the kind of government Scott Morrison wants to run, and we're just buying into it. And we, the, the virus is the excuse. Yeah, and that's that's what it's always been about, mate. 
driving like it's it it's that old it's, it's that old it's that old he's trying to steal your cookie cartoon but replaced economics with virus control it's the same thing and if people don't know what i'm talking about it's this old cartoon where like there's a rich guy a poor guy and an immigrant sitting at a table and the rich guy's got a whole plate of cookies and the poor guy has one cookie and the cartoon is the rich guy whispering to the poor guy careful he's trying to steal your cookie pointing at the immigrant and this yeah. is the exact same logic it's it's don't look at the fact we fucked everything up. Vilify yeah. this person for, you know, going swimming. That's it. Oh, mate, they they must have got a hard on once to hit Western Sydney. Oh, mate, They're the like, biggest. Yes. They're like, thank God. And, of course, the people of Western Sydney haven't got your back, ladder. She never had theirs. Like That's the best part. She tries. Oh, did you say, oh, my fellow, my fellow homies who have immigrant parents. It's like you grew up. And live in the North Shore and have done your entire life. I don't care mm. where you came from. Like you have the whitest one of us. first name ever. Your your name is Gladys. Seriously, <laughs> I, I guess like it pisses me off so much, man. It's like you're not from Western Sydney. You don't know the people out there, and and you just try to patronize to them because you think we're dumber than you. It's fucked. hundred percent, mate. And it's that's the worst part of the last year is that it's really let us crank it up, and we've just bought into it everybody's bought into it and it's really turned up that notch. Like, you know, the everyday general Australian, every person you meet, you generally think they they we're nice hearted or whatever kind people, but as a majority, the voting public, the way we operate in this country, we're xenophobic, insular, ignorant, racist motherfuckers. Ask yourself like um, what people, people really like, it's like one of those things like when people get really, fucking upset about like Chinese immigrants speaking Chinese to each other or Mandarin. I'm sorry. Speaking Mandarin to each other, like at Woolies or whatever. They yeah. get really, a lot of people get really mad about shit like that. It, it just doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't like, matter. Who the fuck cares? You gotta get a, when you go on holidays in China, do you speak Mandarin? No. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I'd try, I'd try to learn the language, but I certainly would if I had people around me who also spoke English, keep speaking English, at least for the short term. Yeah, and it's just been they've used it as an advantage too with the the immigration policy they have here. How like they won't stop taking people's money. That's one part of it. They'll still take everyone's money who applies for a visa here. They'll take it all, but they won't give people a timeline when they can come in. You can't talk to anybody. You have to refer to a website. It gets pushed back. All that kind of garbage. They they'll use all coronavirus as an excuse for as long as they can. They'll keep pushing their most expensive visas in the world the longest wait times in all of the world. They'll keep pushing all that shit and they'll use coronavirus as an excuse till the day they can't. And, and that's it. We, we keep buying and pushing us, you said against each other and against other races. And it's not about the virus anymore, mate. It's just not all that stuff. Like we know the answer, the answer is vaccinations, but instead, because I can't get the vaccinations done. We're like, it's the people from Western Sydney. It's the people from the other state. I hate them. They've fucked it for us. Yeah. And again, you talk about the way they vilify certain types of people. Let's not forget the Courier Mail stuck two young dark skinned women on the front page of their newspaper calling them enemies of the state. But we've oh. not seen the same treatment for these yacht toffs or the skiing people or any of those, any, any, anybody else. I wonder why. Of course not, mate. Same thing even when there was like there was an 18th party, birthday party the other week, idiots broke the lockdown. I mean, what a shock. 18 year olds are reckless. We haven't known that since the dawn of time. We we heard instantly a bunch of eighteen year olds at an eighteenth birthday party. That was the same day that we heard some people played some cards. Hmm. 
which came out hours later, which was obvious they were old people playing cards. But it's again, it's that division. They want the the young people. They're fucking it. The the other the foreigners are fucking it. They're all fucking it, and it's because of the voting public being old and yeah. And the New York Times of all places zeroed in on that ad that the government rolled out the other day, and pointed out the fact that it just like makes it look like this is young people's fault. It does. And it's it's that is just my and look we don't want to get drawn into division about anything, and certainly not you know age brackets. But at the same time. It's not the young people. Remember first lockdown, you were telling me up in up in your leafy part of the world, it was all the boomers were out in force at the cafes every day when they weren't supposed to be. It wasn't the young people that you saw out and about. It was the boomers who think it's all a scam. Oh, I and- was at Woolies. When did I go? Because we can only go not so much. We're not going so much now, but I was at Woolies the other day. And again, old fella goes to the counter, takes his mask off because he wants to talk. Hmm. <laughs> It's like, oh, so it works in the rest of the store, but you get there. And it's whatever. I don't even care, mate, because I don't want to shame these people. I don't care no. anymore. He made a mistake, but yeah. People make those mistakes. Old people make it too, but it's always the young and the foreign that are doing it. Yeah. Fucking for the rest of us. And, you know, it's like my, my partner, everyone knows she's worldly and everything. And um, she's even talked to me about like, she's reads world news. Her friends read it world news they live overseas and we're like the only country that treats people who get coronavirus like they're criminals and keep treating everyone else like they're criminals for this particular instance like we haven't tried to like work to get the fuck out of this we still stay in the same misery mess and still want to fight the rest of the world and keep everyone out instead of trying to work together as a government the government first of people here and with other countries to get out of this we're just shutting everything off Hmm. it's embarrassing and um who knows yeah. if you lived if you lived here with, you know if you live here now hell if you're a permanent resident but not a citizen and your family lives overseas you know good luck to you if you work on a working visa student visa like your life's just been terrible the last two years and nobody cares nobody yeah. gives a single shit about those people and I guess the other part of my 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 plea in this thing it's the same stuff with no one who cares about robo debt and people who don't care about the cashless debit card. And people only care about things that affect them. It's that the more and more we keep doing this stuff and keep letting them take rights from other people that you don't think affects you, one day it's going to affect you. Yeah, it's going to keep taking your rights because they they come in from the bottom. Okay, that they, they go through they go through the lower class people. They go through the foreigners who will be deemed lower class. They'll get to us soon. We ain't we ain't immune. They'll get through and they'll start taking our rights and taxing us more and leaving the upper class to whatever the god goddamn they want and. If you don't put your line, your foot down somewhere, it's going to keep happening. And I know we've probably ran it too much about politics at the start of this. I really don't nah, care. This is, my pl- this is our platform. <laughs> and I feel like, honestly, that we'll get more cut through speaking to our audience who you'd think would expect, respect our opinions by some, at some point by now. Maybe. That, you know, I, I'm not educated or, or well-versed on politics. I'm really not. But. You know, I'd like to at least think I could share some different perspectives with people here. And you, you, well, you do have a pretty unique viewpoint at the moment, just given the situation with with Anna and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's not something that a lot of people will have had to struggle with, whilst also struggling with coronavirus. And and you know, you you more than rest of us as well. Like you're so far away from like me and Campo and like geographically, like mm-hmm. the rest of us, and that can't be easy. And no, it's, it's, it, it's, it's especially difficult when, even when we have like soft lockdowns and you can pop out for a little while and stuff for you, it's not worth it just because like 
you've got to get on a train if you want to drink or you've got to drive like an hour or whatever and you've got to be scrutinized everywhere you go and all that stuff and it's just it's not mate yeah. it's been it, it's been an initial life up here in this awful north shore which i only i came up here right i was supposed to be for three months it has been almost two years because of the the, the visa processes in this country and I guess I may as well mention that to people, if you want to understand where that visa stuff's coming through from Vanguard and the costs that we charge people to come to this country, it cost me $9,000 to apply for Anastasia's visa. So people think we just let migrants in here. You have to have money to come here. And that's a partner visa, right? And I'm, I'm already an Australian citizen. And, you know, I, it may, it, honestly, they make you feel like you've done something wrong by meeting a foreigner with what they've done with the, 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 the processes here now. And it wasn't always like this. If, you, if you're someone who's a second-generation Aussie or even have a friend who's been here for 10 years from overseas, ask them how, that, how the visa process was back then. And they'll tell you it sucked, but I'll tell you it's nothing like the experience that it is now because I've spoken to a lot of those people. But it cost me 9000 to apply. They advise at first you preload all the all information. So it's you go on immigration, immigration.com.au, whatever it is, you preload everything in there. Medical check costs a grand. You can only do it at certain places they want you to do it. Uh, police checks for me and Anna cost money. They want you to, if you want to use a, mig- a migration agent, cost money, all that kind of stuff. And me and Anna were doing it a way that we didn't expect it to happen as it did, but essentially she came over to Australia last March to visit and the borders shut. So we decided to keep her here from there. From then until now, she got a visa Monday, by the way, which is great news. People didn't hear, whatever. Then until Monday this week, she wasn't able to earn a cent in this country. So essentially, I've supported her, which is fine. I'm happy to do that. That's part of it. But every they made us redo all of those forms, pay for all those things again. And the way the process works, mate, you can't speak to anybody you talk to, they refer you back to their dumb little website. They have an estimated processing time. Tell you not to contact them until you're up to the processing time. And it moves all the time and they move it and they push you around and they fuck up on purpose and they kept fucking up and whatever. Anyway, we went through a huge mess. We finally got it, but it cost me out of pocket alone. The whole thing has cost me like 16, 17 grand. Everything added up. If you add on top of that, the opportunity cost of Anna not working and of me supporting her it has cost me like over a hundred thousand dollars, essentially the Australian visa process has. And nobody gives a shit because that people think they're keeping out dark people and Asians. Honestly, I've met, talked to old people and they're shocked that Anna can't just like walk in here and work. People have no idea what they've voted for and what policies are in place in this country, but you can't just come here and do anything. People think they do. You can't. So yeah. And that's been cranked up to another degree by coronavirus and I'm a person who I grew up up in this insular place in the North shore when I was younger, I went to a Catholic school. I thought I was a liberal. I did that. The vote compass at like 18. And I was shocked at like the fact I didn't think we should lock people up in detention centers. And I liked people coming from overseas made me far. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt your flow. I want to interrupt really quickly. If they made people do vote compass, the liberals would never, ever, ever, ever win again, no. ever. No. And that day, like I did the vote compass and I was like, oh, I'm a crazy lefty. I didn't know I was a lefty. What? Because like, I don't hate people from like, don't want them to like get rid of Medicare. Yeah. (laughs) So I found that and I've always like, you know, I went to school, a school with a lot of Asian and Italian and Lebanese, like a multicultural school. I've always liked multicultural people. Like the most interesting thing about Australia isn't Australians. It never has been. Hmm. We don't have like a national identity. We don't have food or like anything. That's why we try to brag we're multicultural because we're yeah. a culture shithouse. 
<laughs> like so i've always liked international things and now i i feel like I, I live in a country where we hate everybody else who come here and we like don't like to say that but we vote for that though mate and as you said if we next election if it would never happen but if people voted for the policies they liked not the government above them the libs would never get in but people hear about their tax breaks and a few other things and they the libs have better cut through with the media they do people don't like Albanese or Bill Shorten, whatever, the Libs would never win an election if people actually read the policies and just went agree, disagree, strongly agree, whatever, next to them. And the party they agreed with the most got in, it would never be the Libs. And in fact, the Greens might have won some elections. Yeah. They'd certainly, like, yeah, it, I've all, I'm the same as you, mate. Like, it, it's, it's, and, and it's weird. Like, I'm not the same in terms of like, upbringing and stuff but i also went to a very multicultural school i still see a lot of my like a lot of my guys a lot of my mates from high school now like a bunch of pakistan indian bangladeshi guys like vietnamese chinese guys like a ton and, and it's what makes this country great and the way that they've used things like and Corona is just the latest example of it but the way they just weaponize things to just get us to dislike these people or think that they're the reason that we don't have things as good as we ought to ought to have them in our own opinions is just as you said mate the it's cookie, gross the, the, it's people, the cookie thing yeah yeah the rich people white people in the country why we haven't got the things we want not the foreigners who come here and take the jobs we don't want yeah <laughs> like yeah it's yeah it's all been exhausting seriously yeah. there's a there's a reason you never see like a white guy working as a janitor or at 7-eleven yeah we turn our noses up we we think those jobs are beneath us i mean the skilled worker visas mate like the list is people it's you can be a cleaner mate you can come here as a cleaner, as a skilled worker, so no one wants to be a cleaner. You can come be a hairdresser. That's why all your hairdressers are from the Middle East, because that's how they got their visa. They didn't mm. they didn't have a passion for cutting hair, but that's how they got here. Uh, so, yeah, those are on the list because we don't want those jobs. They're not coming here and taking our jobs, but whatever. As you Derp said, we each other. We should probably move on from it, but, yeah, it's just been yeah. an exhausting yeah. year or two, and... I just, yeah, when last year I understood we didn't understand what was going on with the virus, but now we sit here and just fight with each other again, and I'm just done with it. Mate. And if we could get vaccinated tomorrow, we would. Like, sign me up, you know? But that's just, and that's where yeah. it all, that's what it all boils down to. Well, I've got my uh, AstraZeneca vaccine. Like, I tried to book, I think, next Friday. What's the date? Or was it the Friday after? I found a website that you can do it on Health Engine or something. Oh. Yeah, so you can find like an available one. Which is good. So I'm going to try and get my the AZ jab. Good on you. Go from there. But yeah, I won't have any extra rights. We vaccinated and still have to like live like everybody else. That's true. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, rugby league. Uh, New Wales 18, Queensland 20. Uh, the Maroons restore some pride. Uh, the Blues were going for their first whitewash since the year 2000. I was shocked to like, it's crazy when you think about how often Queensland won in that eight in a row era. Well, eight times, but like just how dominant they've been for most of the last fifteen years. They only whitewashed New Zealand once in that in the in since the since the turn of the century. Isn't that weird? Uh, I wouldn't say it's weird considering they had that that uh, famous like Red Bull and No Dos or whatever it was. Um, get, like night before they lost one of those uh, dead rubbers. They just didn't like same thing as last time. Like I know we can people will take too much out of Queensland's game, but the team that was already won the series, you can say anything you want about it, not being a dead rubber. And obviously they still want to win the game. They don't actually give a big shit about it. They just don't. Nah. Thoughts. Um, I thought Ben Hunt was fantastic. And I'm really happy for Ben Hunt because this is a guy who 
for better or for worse, has been the most criticised player in the NRL since the year 2015. I'll probably both the drop kickoff in the grand final and then getting that million dollar a year contract with the Dragons. He's been a guy that just faces more criticism than any other player. And we were baffled that he wasn't there in game one. We were frustrated that he barely featured in game two. And then we were vindicated tonight because he was the best player on the field. He was absolutely brilliant. And I think that, you know, rumors of Queensland's demise might not be, uh, might be a little bit exaggerated if they can nail their team selections. And a lot of this is, a lot of this does come down to Paul Green being forced into doing these things. But the fact that they've happened and they looked good with a lot of these things means that maybe he'll learn those lessons for next year. Does it? I, I know that dead rubbers don't matter, but does does the way they played and with like Kurt Capewell back in the forwards and Kalen Ponger at fullback, not Val Holmes, and and all that, the, the, does any of that give you reason to believe for next year? I mean, the, the we've already spoken about this, but there's like fourteen in the last two or three years. Queensland have like thirteen or fourteen actual Origin level players. They have only that like that many, and have to fill the rest of the spots. And Ben Hunt has firmly been in that best. 13 or 14 Queensland players had played origin and had been one of the better Queenslanders in every origin he's played and somehow was dropped for game one and then didn't play game two until the series was over. Whatever. I felt, as you said, it felt very good for him to play like he did and also look like the natural leader on the field, like he did. And there is things they can take out of this game. Like can take out, they should have played the hammer earlier. Kurt Capel should be back in the back row they can really duke it out in the forwards if they keep the game in the middle of the field. They can do that. And if Pong is fit, like there's more crea- more creativity there, more strike there. But uh, it's still hard to take a lot out of it when the Blues, on again, were missing Cleary and Luai and weren't extremely motivated to perform in this game. I mean, again, the team selection is the biggest issue. Probably they'll go into the next year and... It's hard to get most of it wrong and maybe they'll back the hammer and Ben Hunt will probably be 14 again next year. And I'm pretty cool with all that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do about the dang guy guy, the troll problem. <laughs> it's just funny. It was very like Latrell is literally just treating him like a little brother in the origin arena. Like they're, they're club partners, they're club teammates. And then he's just like laughing as he fucking messes with him <laughs> repeatedly in these games. Yeah. He said like after the game, I can't remember the exact quote about it, but he's like, I hate everyone I play against during the game. Me after the game, it's like me and Gag I are brothers, but he's my enemy on the field or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Oh, that's I like that. I don't, he's like, I don't respect anyone I play against. Sorry, is what he said. I like that word particularly because that's exactly how I define how Latrell treats his opposition without respect. Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, Rob, the man of the series, I thought. But I thought Tommy was probably his second pick, so it's not too bad. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, Rob, the man of the series, but Tommy's second pick isn't that bad. Uh, it did show the blueprint for the for the Maroons again. That the Blues will keep picking the wrong pack. They just will. They haven't got the yeah. pack right at any point. Payne Ars was the only one I thought was good. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I thought like Cam Murray had a decentish game. Yeah, he doesn't belong on the edge, and he doesn't make enough meters on that on the edge. Whatever. It was. But, it was weird to me though. Like I went on SCN afterwards, and they was they were asking me about like performances and stuff, and like. I love taking the piss out of Mitch Moses and Jack White myself. Like, and I didn't think either of them played well. But like, you didn't. I looked through the. I looked through the team after the game. I didn't really think anyone played like bad. If you get me, I just think it was just kind of like a universally flat performance. And White and Ye butchered a couple of overlaps. Tommy bombed a try. So, some of their kicking wasn't great. But I didn't think Moses or White was particularly awful. 
Whiten wasn't great in the first half, but I think he improved a lot in the second. Um, I don't know. I just think that as a team, they were just kind of, eh. They were flat, mate. Yeah. And, I Which, agree, and who like, can blame them? It's dead rubber. Like Whiten and Moses definitely, and I, I do think Moses struggled to adapt in the second half to things that weren't or were working. They definitely didn't get enough good, clean ball to the backs that have been winning the series for them, essentially. It didn't get didn't get the that, whatever. But And the second half, I really didn't think... You know, AJ Brimson's out at, at right at left center, and I can only think of one occasion Tommy got early ball, and it was when it wasn't really on. And the other thing they were doing, they were trying to kick at Tommy like, up against AJ, but those kicks were all learning, landing at five meters short of the goal line. I think they adapted enough in that regard, but you know, Smith Moses' first origin, and Jack White hasn't been in good form. It's exactly kind of what you expected for me, anyway, and. It's why I don't believe in that garbage of just pick them for future. Pick the team to win now. And that's the one thing I did like about Queensland. They didn't go and pick Sam Walker and Reese Walsh for that dumb reason. They yeah. stuck with a better team. And the Blues, I almost guarantee they win that game with Reynolds and, and Cody Walker. Just it only, Queensland only won by two, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, but, you know, who cares? Uh, I'll, yeah. um, you know, South's got an easy win with those two guys playing last week against the Cowboys and they'll be nice and rested for this week's game against another heavyweight, the Bulldogs. Um, And it's fine. Like it's probably the best result for my agenda personally with um, them losing. Um, But it just, it must just be a weird, weird feeling for Mitch Moses in that moment. Cause at least Whiten was there for the games that they won. Like it must just Mm. be so fucking weird to come into this team for game three only lose and then be up on a dais holding a trophy and celebrating and stuff. But just, I can't, because most sports don't play these dead rubbers. So it's like, it just must be this uniquely just bizarre feeling that he was going through last night. I kind of do feel bad for him in that respect. Yeah. I mean, he's still got his paycheck though. He'll be all right. I did find it funny though. Someone finally showed Andrew Johns. They must've put it in the screen in there. They finally showed them the, there's a, you know, account for the six agains. You know, they count those. And so if you add up the penalties and the infringements, it's like a 12-9 infringement count, not a penalty count, which isn't that egregious. It's not, is it? But you could have sworn it was like 30 to 20 in the the count because of how much they were banging on about it. And both those teams did not get out of the ruck. But I just love that we were back in. This is the mentality that brought along the terrible rule change. And they were back into it last night. Once they could count the six agains, they were back into it again. Oh, could these referees just, oh, just, oh, I wish they'd just let, oh, oh, just let them decide the game, the players. Oh. This referee just thinks the game's about him. All those garbage lines. It's like, what are you saying? The players are all over the ruck and they're doing it because the six again doesn't. We know this. It's not a harsh enough penalty. They keep doing it. The best one was the one on zero tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're like, ah, oh, uh, zero. It's zero on zero, he said. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> that was on the uh, the J- Josh had a car hold down on the Val Holmes cr- yeah. quick twenty the twenty. Yes, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that was just funny seeing that again. It's like that's the exact same mentality that it leads to. The, again, the referee is giving away the penalties, not the players. So like, and the whole point of these nonsense six agains was to speed up the flow of the game. And shock, shock, uh, when guys are lying in the ruck for ten seconds because there's no penalty, doesn't actually make the game faster. It doesn't play the balls were both were slow in this game, but yeah, I just laughed at that. And I don't think it'll last much longer, but yeah, the shine has obviously come off that six again, but it was just funny seeing like these guys are right in the wheelhouse of what created that rule change. Yeah. And channel nine were all over it. And now they're just 
turning their back on it because they can, because they don't have to live and die by it like the NRL do. Great. But yeah, overall, mate, the game, as you said, like there's people are taking too many things out of it. I don't want to give it too critical of a game that didn't actually matter. I don't care anyone said no. didn't actually I, I am genuinely really happy for Ben Hunt though. So um, am I. And I loved his you... line at Christian Welch and he wanted to kill him when he gave that penalty away. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Trell. They gave me my behind the back camera that I always whinge about not getting. And I thought it was going over. Yep. And then uh damn it. We just need both. Yeah. Like split screen or well, picture. to be fair, we only need both for that very unique scenario of someone taking a shot from 50 meters away. Because like when they're like 25 out, you don't need it. Like you know they're going to get the distance. Well, but... you probably know field goals. You still kind of need it from like a 40 meter yeah. field goal. So yeah, true. All right. Uh, then again, usually field goals misses. It's not the distance. It's not going over anyway. Usually yeah. when they miss it, you're right. They don't go under the crossbar all that often. Um. Okay. Uh. Do you want to move on? Yeah. I mean, what else can I say about the game? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It was Queensland's pack were good, but they, they were good all series. So that's about it for me. Yeah, and Paul Dane Green, Gagai on Masterclass. Um, Gagai on the trail, it's like they're not going to drop Dane Gagai. So it's just going to be a thing again next year. So No, no, but well, look, I mean, I think at that level, he is probably better at on the wing than at center, but there's nothing they can do about it. So. Correct. And I've said this before as well. It's like we can't think about, I've joked about, it, we can't think about the trail stopper. Essentially, we try to win games that we won them last night. Like, Forwards win the battle. We capitalize a couple of times when the points are available, and that's about it. And then hope Latrell only gets his one. You know, yeah. he did got his he got his one. <laughs> oh, he's so great. All right. Um, we're gonna move on to do rookie takes. I held it back from Monday's show because we wanted to get it in after origin. Not a lot of origin rookie takes, really, because I guess the game didn't matter all that much. So I'll go through the five. So, first of all, we've got um from uh this came in like 20 minutes after last week's rookie takes episode. But it's so good that I had to keep it. So this is from Margaret Gleason Martinez on Facebook. After supporting this proud club for 60 years, I can't remember a time when I felt so disappointed and ashamed of our players. Fair enough. This is about the Dragons. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. How can they be so brain dead as to do what they did on the weekend? So far, so good. I supported JDB over the past few years. Oh, okay. but he let us all and the club down in a big way over this stupid act. So alleged sexual assault, fine. Uh, having a few beers with the fellas. That's the line. Can't have it. I love Fuck that. It's me. literally that gif. It's like literally that line in community where Britta says like, I, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line. And then Shirley's like, you can excuse race. I think someone actually posted that gif in the replies and it fits perfectly. All right. Uh, we got uh, Taylor who said, uh, if he, Sam Walker, fell over, he would have scored for the Bulldogs. What a victory that could have been for the mighty dogs. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, that's not how the rule works. Though. He, did, he didn't like, fall over. There are a lot of Sam Walker takes. The, the, the next two are also Sam Walker takes. I was also alert. mad at DCA for not doing the Sam Walker last night. Still a coward in that game um, as well. But There were so many Sam Walker takes sent to us, including my own tweet about it being fine getting sent in by a Blue Looks fan. So shout out Josh for that. But, oh, um, really? That was good. I appreciate yeah, I, I did. He's like, oh, should I send it? I think people are going to I'm like, no, nah, mate, they'll laugh at me. It's fine. Yeah. And they did. Um, Steve Mascord. Uh, the game has been building up to this oh, in no. recent years, in both hemispheres in recent months. How? <laughs> what? Voluntary tackles are illegal, yet this isn't? <laughs> if running backwards is a penalty, Matt Dufty is in trouble. What the fuck is he <laughs> talking about? What it, what has been know. building up to this incredibly unique thing that has happened twice in the life I've been watching rugby league for? Uh, yeah, look, I don't know, but again, when was the last voluntary tackle penalty you saw? Uh, I I the last one I remember was Manly South John Hawaii got called for in two thousand three. So yeah, 
they're kind of not really a rule anymore. No, every yeah. every literally every time a guy is returning a kick from his in goal and dives over the try line, that's a voluntary tackle. Yeah, but they're literally never called. And if the guy grabs him and tries to push him back, they get penalized. Yeah, so I mean, that's it. Like we haven't seen him in forever. All right, this one's better. Andrew Bennett. I try. I shouldn't influence the voters. Uh, so this is the greatest blight on the game. In my honest opinion, there must be a rule change. I've been banging on about this for years. What? Players must be compelled to play every play until the final whistle. In the last five minutes of play, time wasting, we'll get an immediate five minutes in the bin. This this is the biggest problem. This thing that will never happen again is the biggest problem. It's another one of those things, mate, like... Why is time wasting fine the seventy fourth minute, but not fine the seventy fifth minute? Also, the ball's in play. Like, the ball is in play. It's not time wasting. The ball's in play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, you know, what are you going to do then if someone does actually say in the ruck, gets you know hit in the kidneys like Ado Car did or whatever, and wastes like ten seconds? You're going to go get him off. Yeah, that, well, he yes. wasn't hit. Yes, he wasn't hit are. hard enough. Get him off the field. That's what you're going to do, and. uh Kid Cowboy, Luai not with a scent without Cleary. Give me Jack White in any day of the week. Oh, huh. that's a take. A little throwback, a little something <laughs> different. All right, so those are our rookie takes this week. If you want to vote, you've got to be a member of our Patreon subscription service. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a quick shout out to those in the top two tiers of our Patreon tier system. And they are Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Ravi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Blamehard, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, new 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 subs, shout out, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tommy 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPhee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not-so-mature-aged student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Turbos Heroes, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. That list gets bigger and bigger every week, and we are very, very grateful that you will keep supporting what we do. Um, and yeah, uh, shout-out to Joe. He was in hospital recently, and he became a Patreon because, quote, I was listening to a heap of the podcast whilst I was in hospital playing football manager until 4 a.m. You got guilty, mate. You had too yeah. many patron shout-outs in a row, and you're like... <laughs> Well, no, that. he was just recently in hospital. He had a, I can't remember, something. I made he fun had of Corona, didn't he? he yeah. He's no, while, he had, he's while he, we're in this mess. It's him. Yeah, that's his fault. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna get my friends I want to his, work at the I Herald want his to, name yeah, plastered. in the paper tomorrow. He's yeah. white, though. How old is he? Oh, he's young. Yeah, okay, we're good. All right, okay, we're fine. <laughs> get it in the paper. Okay, excellent. <laughs> All right, that's Rookie Takes. Again, if you want to vote, you've got to remember our Patreon service. You should do it. It's great. You get access to our Discord. Yeah, entry to next year's Coltrane Cop tipping competition, which is hotting up, by the way, uh, and plenty of other things. Some merchandise is thrown in with your membership too. So let's go down to the questions. Should we do Coltrane Cup before questions? With yeah, fine. Um, so- nothing happened last week because literally everyone took the Roosters or Souths. So yeah, oh, that was the greatest. Actually, Frankie, pit- Frankie, yeah. who was uh, coming second, took the yeah. Sharks. Gutsy, very gutsy. Got it done. He's very the only fun. one, I think. So um, I think this week it's going to be a lot of Broncos tips. It has to be. Waiting this on is tip. the week. This is the week. I mean, of course, Madge has sorted his lineup a bit this week. He's got Dewey back in the six. Uh, and yeah, he's got Dewey back in the six. Looks like a better team. But I still, I'm picking the Broncos this week myself. Hard not to. 
get yeah. my, my tip done. And I think my, I haven't looked enough at the future now, but the I had picked like my bad, the bad teams I had left all at home. No, no, next week, Titans. But I picked, I've already got the Titans, as you know. Oh, that's right. But, sorry. but like, from, I picked all my bad teams to play at home. No one has home advantage really anymore. No, that's the thing. It's really thrown it up, hasn't it? But um, it has. Titans getting that Dragons team next week is looking tasty. So I think I'm going to go in the little Queensland, a little South Queensland double over the next two weeks. But yeah, locking the Broncos for me this week. Yeah. And then as people would know after that, I've still got Raiders, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Warriors to pick. I've lost my Warriors tip. Yeah, everyone was penciling in that return game. Oh, yeah. People, new listeners of the show don't know this is a tipping competition we run through our Discord uh, throughout for our Patreons where you pick one match per week. But you have to tip every single team in the NRL at least once throughout the year. So if you're new and you just made it through political chat, I gotta respect that. <laughs> maybe we I, I think we're gonna get that. some new I think maybe people came for the political chat. Now they're but just confused. No. What's rugby league? Yeah, but for me picking the Warriors, by the way, now it's in disarray. Like the home and away doesn't matter. I'd love to use them away then, you know, I, in air quotes. But... I think the media doesn't have enough like white guys who just don't really know what they're talking about, just spewing takes about politics. Maybe that's a space we could move into. Yeah. There's Definitely needs more of them. Yeah. Especially with my upbringing as well. Yeah. Should we get Mark Latham on next week? Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Broncos, you're picking Broncos, right? Yeah. That's sweet. Okay. All right. Questions. Okay. Question time. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash an old boom rookies. So over on Patreon, as I, as we just said, for the first few questions, no Twitter questions this week because I uh, we ran it out politics for about forty five to sixty minutes. I don't know how long that was. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so we'll just do Patreon and we'll do Discord. And Benjamin Potter says, "Is Mitch Moses and Jack White in the most amateur halves combo since Jared Mullen and Terry Campisi?" Yes, good question. Uh, I mean, is Hodkinson and Reynolds count? I think they're in a vacuum worse. I know they won the series. But they won, though. That's the difference. They won. So they, uh, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, when it, Mark Gaznier, who did he play in the halves with? That's probably too long ago. But yeah, it might be the worst pairing since then. Uh, um, before we move on, shout out to Ben, by the way. He's just launched his first single on Spotify under the pseudonym Len Lennox. So if you like music, listen to that. Len, not Ben. No, exactly. There you go. Uh, Sam says a corner that fails to clear the first minute soccer has to be one of the most annoying things in sport. Yes. A great opportunity squandered because of a failure to execute a basic skill. What's the rugby league equivalent? Oh, I think it's um not playing the ball correctly. Yeah. And def- my in, in particular, when you've got a penalty and the guy does it wrong on tackle one, like you're 20 meters out, like this is the set boys. Here we go. And then tackle one, he does it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, and then or when they stand up and look like the big dopes they are as well. Like uh, it's the most annoying play that will lost ball of all of them is when they get up too early and like drop it on the opposition and then blame the guy. It's like you did that. Yeah, like, that was your fault. And then you pointed at him and then you asked the ref. I hate that. What's another one that's annoying? And I think that's the most annoying one because like everybody at home can play the ball. Everyone yeah. can. Yeah. 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 Uh, shout out to Emmett Sprouster, who's very angry at us now for not mentioning dummy half passes going forward. <laughs> yeah, well, that can't be the answer because they don't get called. No, they don't. Like if they if they were meticulously ruled on, that would probably be a better answer, but they're not. So, yeah. Joel Wrigley. Question for Matt: Not a vegan myself, but a vegan mm. couple we are friends with have a disagreement. Oh, 
Oh, this is this is a bizarre question. Okay, I'm excited. Can a vegan eat eggs from their own pet chickens? This is a good question. An I don't actually know the answer. What an ethical quandary. It is. It is. It is. It actually is. I personally, I always found eggs a bit gross anyway, so it doesn't really affect me. But no, it's a really good question. It's it's the the most common arguments you see in vegan groups about ethics in stuff like this are that one. Is honey vegan? And would you eat lab-grown meat? And my answers are no, no, and maybe. Well, so the lab-grown lab meat one, I think, is interesting. So what's but, the difference between lab-grown meat and... Well, they could literally just get a small amount of DNA from like yes. a living cow and make meat in a lab without anything being hurt. But it would have the text... Mm. Like, it would just taste like beef. Why wouldn't you do that? I think that's how food will be made within like 50 years, mate. Yeah, but, that's what I think too. Um, I don't know. I think that was. I think that's probably fine. Mm. I'd I'd eat that. I think, but yeah, some some people say it's still not vegan. But yeah, but I, I like that. Uh, what an, it's like. Um, the egg the, one's great because I just don't actually know the answer. It's like from the good the good place, mate. What's that guy's name? I forget that he the ethical. Uh, oh, Cheaty, Cheaty. Yes, he'd yeah. love this question. He would. Vegan eggs from the home. Their argument seems to be chicken don't lay eggs for human consumption versus. There is no harm to the chickens. Allow them anyway. Throwing them away is just wastage. Oh, it's also an environment question. Well, this is the thing. Right? I still have leather shoes from before I went vegan. I'm not going to throw them out because like... Will you fry them like and have them on toast? For yes, I'm going to eat my shoes. No, but that's... it's it's The wastage argument is also very important, particularly for people who've only gone vegan for the environment. Um, yeah, look, if, you, if they're just your pet chickens, mm. then that's probably fine. Like, I think it's all right. But I don't actually think there is a right or wrong answer. I think it's just a matter of opinion. Yeah, it's it's not an easy one when the family are arguing together. Like, does she or okay, I don't know who doesn't or doesn't eat the eggs, but does one walk in on the other one morning, like frying up an egg and going, Where'd you get that? <laughs> like, yep. Is that a real egg? It's like, or they or they make mayonnaise and it's just a little too good. And they're like, Fuck, what's in this mayonnaise? This is not vegan. Uh, veganaise goes fucking hard. You don't need eggs. You're no, fine. I've I've had veganaise. It's pretty it's good. okay. It's all right. It doesn't taste worse than that terrible low fat no like because mayonnaise is fat. That's what makes mayonnaise yeah. good. The low fat mayonnaise is no worse than veganaise. I, agree. I, I think that's probably fair. I'll I'm a man that. who like I only like exclusively make my own mayonnaise. It's yeah, it's a, that's a banger of a question, Joel. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to be honest. Uh, I think it's probably okay. I wouldn't if someone wanted to call themselves vegan and ate eggs from their own pet chicken, I would not be like, ah, oh, you're not vegan. Okay. How dare what you? if what if you raised a pig and ate its oh, babies? Now is that vegan? I think you've <laughs> you've kind of lost sight of the whole <laughs> the whole ideology there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Nick Domingo. Yep. In the event that they actually fight instead of pushing each other, why does the trail, the larger player, not simply eat dang guy? I just reminds me of um when Greg Inglis came back looking super thick in 2019, and I remember yeah. the top two comments on like the round one match thread on Reddit were, "Why doesn't Greg Inglis, the largest rabbit, simply eat the other players?" And also, Greg Inglis definitely wears a shirt in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a fair match up that one. I did love Latrell's dive. It's like, mate, 17 Dangai guys can't tackle you, Latrell. But when he was chasing that kick, all of a sudden, Gagai took down Latrell. I did like that. <laughs> uh, Matty McPherson says, have you ever been more out of place than Mitchell Moses was in the blue celebratory photo with the origin sealed shield? Yeah, as I said before, it's just like, 
it would have just been a really weird experience for him. Yeah. Uh, have I been more out of place than that? Uh... Yeah, oh, I went to the Entourage movie premiere and like, it just felt really inadequate just around all these influences and stuff. Same again when I went to like the City to Surf launches and stuff like that, where I'm just like, by a wide margin, the least. Well, I'm a, like a, mm. I think I'm like an average looking dude. Like I'm not like, I'm, I'm fine. Like I, I'll back myself, but you know, like when you're in these situations where it's just like, full of influences and stuff. You start to be like, fuck, feel really inadequate right about now. Well, I once went to Western Sydney and the people out there, I'm telling you, just terrible. I will say they, nothing they, makes they, you feel they're better. spreading every disease in the world, apparently. The flip side to my, like, yeah, yeah. I think probably that City Surf launch, the City yeah. Surf launch I've gone to where like everyone is just like these beautiful people from the East Service. And again, like I'm all right, but like, mm. you know, it's not the same. Um, the flip side of that is going to pro wrestling events. God, I feel great about myself. <laughs> Okay, um, Cam Beswick. Queensland beat a Blues team missing their star halves. Surely Green is still gone next year. Ponga and Harry missing this underdone first two games as an excuse, 76 to 6. Who else is there? Do Queensland chuck a Steve Nash and employ Slater and or Thurston and or Smith? Well, depending on who you like, there's that story that Slater was apparently offered the job, said yes. And then like a month later, they said he had to come in and interview for it. So he told him to get fucked. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that's very funny if it is true. I do like that. Uh, I don't know if it's chucking a Steve Nash, considering it's chucking, like since Mal has been a thing, that's what being origin coaching has kind of been. The hell fatty was that as well. Like just a guy who's a former player, who's not really a full-time coach. I do think like Slater is probably the next Queensland coach. I do agree Green has been poor enough to get punted. They Nobody punts an origin coach after one series these days. They haven't got the balls. And, no. And there's, as you said, there's some dumb excuses they can try and pull. Oh, it's Ponga and Harry and, and it was the rule change, all that kind of stuff. But nobody made him pick McCulloch for game two. No, one that's probably the most egregious selection thing he did. No one made him keep picking AJ, sorry, Capewell on Tommy. Like, that big threat, the scare of Tommy on hammer was just incorrect. Like I, I, I advocated picking the hammer earlier. Don't like, he's not some open gate, but also Tommy isn't like the trail. Tommy's is a lot, lot of skill, but he's not exactly the guy who's standing up his man one-on-one in the centers. He hasn't done that much. You know? So yeah, I don't know what that fear was. Uh, Michael Gregson, have you picked a stupid hill to die on then arguing of an origin dead rubber? Uh, yeah. Don't dozens. My whole life is arguing over things that don't matter and picking picking sides and yes. rigidly sticking to them. Zucchinis and cucumbers are the same thing. Oh, that was a terrible one from you. No, it's not. They're the same thing. Yeah, I um who could tell the difference? Not I. I argued about vaccines six weeks ago on the North Shore. I tried that. That didn't go well. I mean, yeah, but that's <laughs> that, yeah, I think that's like that's like a stupid hill to die in the sense that it's a waste yeah, of time trying to explain to the people rather than your opinion is stupid. Yeah. So uh, what terrible hill have I died on? I don't know. I, I've definitely gone sink down with sinking ships on like things. Like I lived on Alex Johnson is a good curb. fullback island for like five years. Oh, it's not great. I, you made shirts for Tao Tao Monga. That's also not great. Oh, it actually, it was like two ever made. That was like, you still made them. I, I didn't get one. You made yeah, them though. I know. Uh, I know. I'm just saying that didn't go well. I wouldn't say went down with the ship though, if you get me. I guess I didn't the, die on that hill. I was gone. No. That's why he didn't get me <laughs> straight, straight off. Yeah, but uh, I try to think. You, you just what was one you just said? Why have I lost it? Which one? 
You just said one before. Alex Johnson. Oh, Alex Johnson. Yeah, I was looking at him the other week about like these missed tackles and like kind of stuff on and these bomb tries. The fullback years do not hold up. They are worse in review than they were at the time. He would be by far right now the worst fullback in the competition. Just just doesn't click there, you know, doesn't play fast. Anyway, that's a that's an old hill to die on. Hmm. I don't know if I died on the Milford Hill. Probably. You were the last man. Uh, the you were the last on one there, out. Mate. You were the last one out to shut the turn the lights off. Weirdly, I wasn't because like I was in our Discord on arguing Broncos fans that we shouldn't respond on anything. Like I'm surprised with people still on the ship after I bailed. Like I don't know. And Captain Catfish went down with it. He he's still yeah. going with Milford. But yeah. Does me defending Joe Flacco to the death count? Uh no, because you weren't one of the idiots who. Like I kind of knew it was a meme the whole time. You weren't didn't raise with him over Lamar. Like oh no, God no. It's I like was, pe- yeah. people went down with like sometimes people go down they stick in that take like same like our you know deceased Chris Wessling you know rest in peace Chris Wessling. Even after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he was still shitting on Nick Foles. So mate, you got it like you lost that battle, bro. It's yeah. like if if after Flacco left and you were still saying he's better on Lamar, that's when you would have died in that hill. You yeah agile on that one. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely died on dummy hills. I just can't think of them right now. Uh, Mo, everyone asked you guys to name your favorite movies, TV shows, etc. So be different. What is your top three to five worst movies you've seen? Oh, okay. Um, all right. You, Mitch knows this. So I don't know if the listeners do. I watch a lot of terrible horror films and I love all of them. So I don't know if those count for this exercise. I don't think they do because I genuinely just do enjoy them for being the stupid pieces of shit that they are. So I don't think those count. The worst movie I've ever seen in the cinema, me and Charlie just wanted to go to the movies one night and the only movie showing was a romantic comedy starring Catherine Zeta-Jones and Aaron Eckhart called No Reservations. And it was so shit that we just left halfway through. So that's the worst movie I've seen at the cinema. Things I've watched... That I've either like got halfway through or uh, like just couldn't do. Um, of all those horror movies, I usually get to the end. The the WWE one, See No Evil with Kane as the bad guy, couldn't get to the end. I was like, this is so shit. Like, this isn't good shit. This is bad shit. So I turned that off. So that would be up there as well. Um, and there's got to be more than this. But like, I, I usually just stick at, I'm just trying to think of things that I just downright hated. I mean, Actually, you know what? The Rise of Skywalker is probably in the worst movies I've seen at the cinema just because it, it was awful. Um, There's only one movie I've ever walked out of and I've, now I can't remember it in my, in my brain. Describe it. Either. I can't. Oh, just period movie. Like, um, yeah, like I've lost it in my brain. Recent one, like last year, me and Anna walked out of it. Uh, you must have it. You must have seen some clunkers though. I've seen a lot of movies, but I'd never, like, I, I, I used to get a movie a week pretty much mm. or more. But I still never went and saw, like, you know, I didn't go see Paul Blart, Mall Cop, or, like, Jack and Jill, or any of that stuff. And like, I knew, like, for example, like, The Last Airbender, when it came out, was, like, I know, I've never seen that movie, but I knew, I heard how bad it was. And yeah. I didn't just in the topic anyway, so I didn't, like, avoid it to go see it. Like, yeah. sometimes you hear a movie's going to be, you hear it, oh, it's awful, but I'm interested enough to go see that. That wasn't one of those. So oh, I, I, I watched um, Battlefield Earth, that Scientology John Travolta movie oh, absolutely terrible uh, another one that was obviously going to be terrible I, I never saw like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter like <laughs> I've heard that movie's terrible obviously but again 
why would you ever see that? Especially as like someone in Australia, why would I ever go see a movie called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I don't know. But uh, I haven't seen that many clunkers. I'm trying to think what else that I, like that were bad that I went and saw. What is that movie last year? It probably wasn't even that bad to other people, but it was terrible to me and my missus. It was during it was when the movies first reopened after COVID as well, and I was hanging out to see anything. Uh, yeah. I, maybe we pivot to most disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spectre. By a wide margin, yeah. the most disappointed I've ever been coming out of a film. I because the first three Daniel Craig Bonds mm. are I love them all. I'm drinking a Vespa Martini right now. Like, love them. Like, Casino Royale is my favorite movie of all time, of all time, yeah. and love them. And then you get Spectre, right? You get Christoph Waltz, who, if people don't know, was the the German guy in Django and Inglorious Bastards. Amazing actor. You get Batista. Mm. You get Daniel Craig back, and it was just kind of boring. Just kind of there. Eh. Yeah, it was just kind of boring. I agree yeah. with that. Okay, disappointing. Oh, and obviously Star Wars 8 and 9. But yeah. Oh, okay. Not a bad movie, but Glass by, um, by M. Night Shyamalan following uh, Unbreakable and Split. Two awesome movies. Glass is just there. It's just kind of boring. You know, that's just whatever. I don't know. I wasn't pumped up for it. Oh, we, we forgot Suicide Squad, by the way. No, that was coming up next. Oh, okay. I also had low expectations of that, and it still blow them. Yeah, so bad that they're just making it again, and Margot Robbie's still there, but everyone else got sacked. It's great. And then other movies I haven't seen, but like things like they made Warcraft into a movie. Surely that's terrible. I got no interest in that. That has to be terrible. A lot of that that adaptations are terrible. Um, a lot of TV shows turn into movies. I wouldn't call them disappointing to me, but other people like again. I thought Entourage movie was going to suck. It did, but it was all right. it wasn't that bad. Oh, good. disappointing! In between mm. is two. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, because the first movie is pretty good. It's just an extension of the show. Obviously, it's harder to make a feature-length film of a twenty-minute sitcom. But I think they did an okay job. I think the first one, I would happily watch it again tomorrow. Like, good movie. Second one, ugh, not oh, great. Here's one for me, John Carter. That um, yeah, it's like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. into nothing, but uh, it's our friend from uh. T- Friday Night Lights <laughs> in there, Taylor, whatever he's like. Yeah, Taylor Kit, uh, Taylor Kit, Kit, Kitch. Yeah. And it's got him, Brian Cranston, Willem Dafoe in it. And it's like, hey, hey, and uh, Dominic West, aka Jimmy McNulty yeah. from The Wire. They put like a $300 million into this thing. And it was a Disney thing. It was going to be a new series, an original series. And unfortunately, failures like John Carter is why they stopped taking risks like that. And it's really annoying, but that's movies like that failing is why we keep getting the same stories over and over. And that's unfortunate. That's why I wanted that movie to be good. And it was terrible. Yeah. It was like one of the biggest bombs of all time, right? Yeah. Awful. I mean, bombing is like, it still made like near $300 million, I think, but I feel like they spent more than that on the movie and that money doesn't count the amount of money they spent on marketing. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm just looking through the list of biggest bombs ever, and you can ignore ones from the last couple of years because, like, obviously Mulan, I had no issue, no, no desire to see that because the original Mulan's fantastic, but like, obviously, COVID kind of hurt that. Um, but like, I'm looking through this, like, oh, mate, here's a disappointing movie, and you'll look, you'll agree with me, Interstellar. Oh yeah, actually, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we both hated that movie. Yeah. Um, and 
Oh, another one. Just look because the whole Pixar series is brilliant. The Good Dinosaur was just kind of dull, and yeah. I just didn't. It was like well, a like worse a, Lion King, but, it's and, a, it's a but Lion with King dinosaurs. Story okay, yeah. but movie I saw, in, I knew this was gonna be bad again going into it. This is one of the worst movies I've seen in cinemas. The latest Men in Black with Chris Hemsworth. I didn't see it. I again, I knew it was gonna be bad. That was in that year I was going every week. I saw it. And yeah, they wanted to reboot the franchise and it pretty mm. much killed the interest in that franchise. It was terrible. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016 is on this list as well. But again, I didn't see that because I didn't oh, want God, to. Yeah. I, I, I've watched that on a plane between China knowing it was going to be awful, but it was like I'd watched all the other new movies. I watched it. And I don't think like, I don't think I finished it either, but that was going to be bad. We all knew this, right? Yeah. And I never see that Need for Speed movie, but that has to be bad. I've never seen a Fast and the Furious film. That's interesting. Yeah, just didn't interest me. It's not not for me. And now there's like a hundred of them, so it's like, yeah. It's is a it lot. like throwing driving in your face? Is that why? You no, 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 like, no. It's just like I, I just never got around to it. And then it's like now there's just so many. I feel overwhelmed. It's like yeah, I can't just watch one of these. So it's Marvel, right, I'm no never story. gonna, I'm never gonna catch up. I'm never ever gonna. Me and Chai will see each Avengers film when it comes out. Like we saw, mm. we saw Endgame, and like for half the movie, we we're like, who's that? Who the fuck's that? Mm. Who are these people? Uh, but that's fine. That's all right. I knew who Iron Man was. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, the Marvel movies, they're, they're cookie cutter garbage you now. I said it. Almost all of them, but I did stay up with them. They're really good when they first came out. The Avengers movies. I've seen are all good. of the OG ones. Like, I've seen all the Avengers first, are good. The first Garden ones. Galaxy's good. Every single one since follows the same pattern. Yeah, I think they'll keep doing it. I think, apart from like the first few that came out, the other ones I've seen since are Guardians and Black Panther. That's it. So, yeah. And the Avengers and the other Avengers ones. So, yeah. There'll be just one year in the next like decade where people will just, they won't stop seeing them, but they'll stop making as much money. It's kind of like, you know, how those 80s and 90s action flicks were the thing forever, the way they were made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just kind of died the early thousands. Marvel movies will do that in the next decade or so because they think it's a license to print money, but there's only so many characters people can give a shit about. There's too many. I'm afraid they're going to do the same thing with Star Wars, too. They're going to ruin that franchise in that regard. Mm. Okay, next question. Good question. We probably talked about question, that one Mo. a long Good time job. as well. Okay, Sam Stevens, which side was better, the 2020 Broncos or the 2006 Rabbitohs? Sam's let himself down here. And usually an elite question asker. Because whilst the 2006 Rabbitohs were really bad, the 2002 and 3 Rabbitohs were worse. So, um, Oh, God. I think he's gone with 06 because they did only win three games, just like the 03 team did. But they were just a... It was... they were more professional at this point. Like they had decent players. Like they had David mm. Peachy. They had um, they had Joe Nullivale. They had they actually had halves that played most of the year. I think Joe Williams played a fair bit. Um, they had Nathan Merritt scoring a try game. They had guys like Peter Cusack, David Farlongo, John Sutton, like good first graders. So I think the 2003 South team was worse. Uh, 02 and 03 South teams were both worse than this. So if if I may. I might switch mm. the question. Oh, actually, it doesn't matter. All three are not as bad as... All three are worse than the 2020 Broncos. So They are. Um, that 2006 side, if you read it out on paper, you'd think it's a better team than it was. Yeah, legit. Whereas has... 03, there are guys in this team that people who listen to the show will not have heard of. Yeah, like that 2006 uh, South side, you, you still had like Luke Stewart was finishing up, wasn't he? Uh, Luke but... Stewart played until 2011. How dare you? Oh, sorry, he's... Yeah, there you go. But you had um, you had Luke McDougal. That was he yeah. Was he was guy. actually good that year. He was. Yeah. Uh, you had Shane and Ben Walker. You had uh, you had David Peachy. You had John Sutton. 
you had David Farlongo, you had Joe Nullivau, like Bo Champion, Adam McDougal. So the names don't sound that bad. Mark Minicello, even Joe Williams still playing. Doesn't sound that bad, but they were it was just pretty much the worst year of half those guys' careers. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, the O two O three ones had guys who just had no place being in first grade and they had that thing like, you know, the next expansion team like the Titans had. The Titans had holes in their team, but players wanted to go there because it was like the new team on the Gold Coast. There was no reason to just join South when they came back. 06, though, did have Joven Clark randomly appear for one game, and I'm not sure why. He hadn't played since 2003, and he just showed up for a game in 2006, and I don't know why it happened. Um, We didn't didn't win that game. Yeah, that 03 03 side, that's the year everyone talks about with Brian Fletcher, isn't it? That's the year he first got there? Yes. Yeah. And I, I think the team list was probably worse in 2002, but there were the other teams were also worse. So they won five games in 02. They only won three in 03. So. Yeah. God. And 03, like they just... I mean, they, they got a win over the Tigers at a run home. So of course, it's a bloody Tigers. In which year? In 2003. Yeah, they won three games. Two of them were against the Tigers. Yeah, and they beat that... The Nick Bradley Galilaro was in that team. Yep. They beat the Storm 41 to 14. Now that was this the is... other win. Like again, you look at that other South team, and you people will know who all lot of the, all the players on the 06 team pretty much. Yeah, you look at the 2003 side. I don't know 2002. Like Jamie Russo is the, is playing. Oh, the, back. the the Italian stallion mate. He was yeah. a key cog in that team that beat the Tigers in round five of that year. God, I need help. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> next question. Uh, uh, not so much your age student. Obviously, Jack White Anton. It was round five. I've let myself down there. Yeah. Has somehow made both Ricky and Freddie think he's better than he is. Is it his eyes or the fact that if you can catch him on a good day, his size alone makes him a danger. And so the risk is with, sorry, the risk with worth the reward. Okay. Also, should Ben Hunt sign as a hooker for the Broncos to become the most loved man in Queensland? Or does the sad face hero have no redemption arc? Um, okay. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Jack White and the love for him doesn't seem to be coming from Freddie in the Blues organization. It's Brandy. Brandy loves him for some reason. Yeah, which is and, weird because Brandy Mick, only usually likes people that play for Penrith. White has been a love player for his whole career. And I don't get it, but I do also think there's a bit of the thing at him being at, at six, looking like a throwback number six that they really, all the old heads really love. Big, rangy, like like could be a back rower number six. They love that. And the run first guy. Uh, I don't know if... They Ricky or then thinks he's better than he is. I don't think everyone else has figured him out at six now. All he does is run the damn ball if he's near the line. Like run first all the time. You know? And I've I've never been the biggest Jack White fan, as everyone who listens to this podcast know. And he's been a revelation at six for a long time. But when his confidence is down or he's not playing well, he's just not you know, he just not someone you want on the field, my, myself on a rep team. But I don't think that's a Freddie thing. And he's a miracle. He's a Rick, he's a Ricky Stewart half playing well. So for a couple of years, that's a miracle. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, ben Hunt, though, I mean Ben Hunt's got like what two years left on his deal, so it's, it's too late. I I loved him preseason. There was a short time there. It was it was uh, murdered that he would swap with Offerhand Galway, and we would take like the difference would be made up with us paying uh, Ben Hunt's like five hundred k difference in the salary. I loved that idea because I would have loved him to come back and play nine, but he's got uh, the Dragons contract next year and then a player option in his favor the year after. And there's no way he's not taking that player option at $1.1 million a year. No way in the world. So he'll be what? 
33, 34. Doesn't mean he can't come back to the Broncos, but I doubt they're waiting that long for him to come play nine. So, unfortunate. Uh, next question. Luke Sturkenboom. Looking ahead, there are obviously a few areas where the Queensland lack, where Queensland lack position wise. Oh, that was a weird question. One notable prototype is that mobile playmaking middle. Is there anyone you could see emerge in a few years that could fill this role for Queensland? I'm not sure they're they're missing that guy, to be honest. Like, I know what you're saying. They haven't got that mobile 13 who can ball play a bit. But it's not exactly like like that's been that much of the – like Isaiah Yo is not why the Blues have succeeded this year or last. No. You know, I don't know if it's missing as much in that arena as it would be missing in a week-to-week side in the NRL. Like, they have a lot of good middle forwards. They have uh, Lindsay Collins back next year. They have, as everyone knows, Joshua uh, Papali'i. You know, they have Jai Arrow. They have, like, you know, Frank Molo had a good game in, in, in Origin already. But they have a lot of middles. They have Tino. Yeah, none of them are notably ball playing. But I don't think it's the biggest issue for them. Christian Welch, by the way, is a ball distributor when he's on the field. Just because he's not running the 13. He's that guy. So I don't think that's an issue for them. The centers are still the biggest issue. And I think for my hope is on, um, so there's that Queensland side from like two years ago. I've spoken about it before that 18 side there that really carved up. My hope for Queensland is Jack Howarth, who was a back row at that time, has been playing center when fit this year in Queensland rugby league for Sunshine Coast. Storm player. I hope, I hope he's the center of the future to fix that problem. That's what I'm hoping. That's about it, mate. Like, a lot of good young players coming through for Brisbane, but uh, sorry for Queensland, but there's not many um, Tommy Turbos or Latrell Mitchells, and that gap will still exist. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I I, I think that it's, you know, they may it, it, when they say playmaking middle, does he mean like a Michael Morgan type, which they had for a couple of years, or an Isaiah Yo type? I don't really know. I don't but... know, but I mean, in other origins, like. Christian Welch distributes the ball when he, he starts. Guys like Hunt come on and play lock, lock anyway. Like, I don't think that's an issue for them, really. Good moving the ball around. And it's, yeah. This, they have an issue. The Sam Walker seems to be the seventh of the future, but I don't think they're going to drop DCA again next year. They have an issue there. But yeah, I just think, um, I think the, the Blues just have one of those back lines at the moment. You know, they just outmatch Queensland pretty much across the one to seven bar Munster. Don't know what you can do about that. Uh, okay, that's last one on Patreon over to Discord. Mm-hmm. Oh, god, there's more questions I expected on Discord. It's all right, we'll get uh, through them. Okay, Jason O says, We spent half an hour on the movie question. Well, of course, we did. Uh, the Warriors have equaled the wor- their worst ever start through 16 rounds. What would need to happen for Brownie to be in the hot seat? Uh, they need another two years of this. Uh, I mean, Brownie again, king of avoiding the hot seat. Absolute king of it. Avoided it at the Knights for so long. Again, I don't even know it was your worst ever start in that period, mate. Another team has their worst ever start. We hear about it. Yeah. Brownie avoids the hot seat, man. I don't know what's going to need to happen. He keeps doing the thing he always did, mate. Like rotate players, make new signings, whatever. People will look for the future. Oh, it's next year. It's going to be fixed when we sign that guy and that guy comes in. King of avoiding responsibility. Yeah, no shot. Like it's. For them to be on the hot seat, Brownie would have to get the spoon this year. And even now, I'm not sure he'd be on the hot seat. They'd blame, because again, coronavirus. They can blame that. 
Next question, Ben Qualiata. Am I the only one who forgot Origin was on last night? <laughs> Probably not. No. Colmanos, what would be the rugby league equivalent of baseball's home run derby the day before the All-Star game? Pass the ball comp, field goals from 40 out, most towering sprint bomb, spiral bomb, run it straight challenge. It's got to be the 40-meter field goals, I think. It does, because uh, the home run challenge is it's, it's derby, so it's not about like hitting the best dinger. It's hitting the most dingers. Shout my boy Trey Mancini nearly winning after beating colon cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, the most, uh, sorry, the run it straight challenge. You can't do that 45 times. <laughs> no. I guess. I think it field goal. It'll be a field goal shootout, surely. Uh, V8 Tiger AU. If you had to pick for this LLs, either Mitchell Moses in the halves or Nathan Merritt on the wing, how much money are you putting on Queensland? I didn't need this today. I, Merritt could probably get away being on the wing in the current team. Probably. Frankie, pick your 404 for dumbest NRL players. Heelheens, Norman, Maguire, Vaughan, and Dugan. I Um, mean, there's a guy who put his phone in a microwave. There's another guy who sprayed his mouth full of AeroGuard to try and beat a breathalyzer. Mm. And there's Jack Whiten, who's banned from an entire city. And he's called them seven agains last night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maguire's not that dumb. Maguire shouldn't be on this list. He's just a grub. Yeah, Maguire has no place on the dumbest players. And, list. And, I don't. I don't think Dugan does either, to be honest. And the stupidity of, of from Maguire this week was he was honest. He said, "Yeah, we thought we'd get away with it." But yeah, a, Ma- Maguire and Dugan do not belong on this list. Yeah, uh, Norman's up there. I don't I think is that. is New Brown in the NRL anymore. If no, not, it's probably Norman Vaughan, White, no. and Liam Knight. Josh Papali called the cops on himself. Mm, good point. <laughs> I love. I love Josh. And he's also throwing moisturizer at someone when he was speeding. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, Liam Knight spraying it in his mouth. Like, I mean, it's very hard to pick a final four dumbest NRL players because it's, it's, it's a, there's a whole lot of dumb guys. Oh, Jack also, Hetherington. Once you put them in a herd, they get even dumber. Like any yeah. dude, dudes get dumber in groups. We just, that's true. We do. The more dudes together, the dumber we get. But Jack Hetherington, right. he'd be in the top two, surely. Anyway, Ben Qualiata was playing against the worst Queensland side ever. Not enough for flat track, Mitch Moses. It's funny. It wasn't. Uh, was Mitch Moses selected to be a scapegoat? No. He selected because Freddie Fitler loves him. Yeah. Uh, rough belly. Besides the Michael Jackson slash Post Malone tattoos, which is Adam Reynolds' worst tattoo. No, nah, he's cheating because he was on the Discord call last night and I, I, he didn't know about the Michael Jackson one until I mentioned it. So now I need to actually think about it. Um, I didn't know the Michael Jackson one either. I knew the Post Malone. Where's no, he got it. Uh, he got it after the fucking Finding Neverland documentary came out. Like on purpose? Well, I assume so. Like he watched that and was like, "Man, I also no, love no, my no, kids. no, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, no." Okay, no, okay. It's like that's a weird thing to. Oh, I was feeling uncomfortable at signing for a second. Yeah, I was like, "What well, do you he's mean?" Got- He's got Michael Jordan and also he's got Jack Nicholson's The Joker. So he's got the second best NBA player and the second best Joker. So he's, yeah, one of those probably. The best thing is I just searched, I just Googled Adam Reynolds tattoos and I love there's an article when he's trying to find the meaning behind them. There's no meaning, man. Don't don't lie. Like there's probably meaning behind some of them. But once you start putting all these random things on your body, it's like, oh yeah, I really liked, you know, I really liked uh, Bad by Michael Jackson. So I got a tattoo of him. That's sort of really a meaning. Well, here we go. Uh, as a teen, Reynolds wanted said lion for the same reasons you'd expect to tear away school priority. Power symbol, he says. You know, king of the jungle. Deep. Yeah, there you Deep go. Deep stuff. Okay, He's had a flower the... drawn over the lion since then. 
I've just seen his MJ tattoo. It's and awful. They, no, well, it's not a bad, like, it's good art, if you get me, in terms of, it looks like MJ. You know, sometimes you said his portrait ones that look terrible. Yeah. And it's, it's still a terrible tattoo, mate. It's, too, it's, it's a big black blob on his arm. He's also got the classic, um, his surname uh, on his shoulder, over his shoulder blades. Yeah. I did like that time when he put that fake tattoo of the bunny on top of his, his eyebrow. You should get that done for real. Yeah, do for real. If you guys win the comp, you might get it done on the way out. <laughs> you might just do it. Yeah, fuck it. Dugan's still got worse tattoos than him, though. I mean, again, once you've got your whole body covered, you're going to have some bad ones. Uh, next question comes from James K. Now that Greeny has found his team, how much are we winning game four by? <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil Gould wants five games, so... And they'll probably listen to him. Yep. Oh, Why well. it just have 24 games? Fuck the NRL off. Just to have Origin every week. Yeah, that was his solution to get rid of the dead rubber that he didn't exist. They were saying it didn't exist on the call last night. But then they want to get rid of it too. Whatever. Ben Wallace, you mocked a team for taking the penalty to open the scoring in Origin, then said team wins by two points. Where should a person hypothetically hide out? The fair point. So I take two, take them all, take it all the. Uh... I, I did hate it because it, but I did classic hate it because it's a dead rubber. Well, yeah, like, say I did say that at times. I just go for a try, you idiots. But yeah, like, whatever. Every other game was fine with it. That game, I was mad, and I was like, we have, we're not, we're not going to be in there half. And then Cam Murray shoot the ball and tackle one. That's great. Uh, TB says, on a scale of legitimate to illegitimate, how much joy should Queensland fans be feeling right now? Uh, semi-legitimate. <laughs> uh, rough belly. If Origin was played by aggregate, would Game 3 still be worthless? I mean, it was no. worthless anyway. But wait, I mean, this year, yes. But yeah. in other years, no. No. But why would we do that? Anyway, the score sizzler. Would Adam Reynolds have made that penalty attempt? I'm not allowed to talk about these things anymore. Why? Not after last week. <laughs> but no, I don't think so, mate. It's, um... Hey, he made one from that exact spot at Suncorp against your boys in 2015. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, he might have, but I just, uh, I think people are underestimating how difficult that kick was. Yeah, it's a really hard kick. And again, if it wasn't a dead rubber, he probably doesn't do it. Like, he yeah. puts his hand up there, but yeah, you don't want to win or lose a series on that. You know, I don't think they'd do that. Uh, Mario Siegs, is that non call on Devin Booker? Proof that Adam Silver watched Origin last night and by extension further proof that this is PVL's world and we're all just along for the ride. I mean, that if you hadn't watched the NBA final today... What a disastrous call. If you don't know how basketball works, but essentially you get five fouls on someone, right? And if you get a sixth, you're out of the game. And the NBA has got really, really soft on foul. Soft to the level now that like the NBA players suck internationally because they're expecting soft foul calls they're not getting. It was an issue in the game against us against Nigeria. On his sixth foul, Devin Booker tackles Drew Holiday in the air. Nothing. Tackles him in yeah, the air. Yeah, it was air. awful, wasn't it? It grabs him. Literal tackle in the air. Same sport that if you touched his hand in the air, it's a foul. But he tackled him, wrapped his arm down, didn't get fouled out. And I think the NBA are almost lucky that the Bucks won based on that. We can all move on and forget about it. And, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they won. Kumpo was amazing in the game, mate. All series. And same with Chris. It's a glad we get a good final series for the first time since like 2016. I'm enjoying it. I want the Suns to win, but I like both teams. So it's no, fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the Bucks, but today was also more, again, I'm not upset if the Suns win. Today was more, I'm cheering for game seven, essentially. As a neutral, you're always cheering for game seven. Yeah. So today we wanted the Bucks to win. And that thing, I was furious. Every replay, I got madder. Like, didn't have it any was awful. Play. What were they thinking? I don't know. And then he 
fouled Chris, in my opinion, as well. With like, even 20 seconds ago, Chris Middleton got a, scored a layup on him, and I believe he fouled him then too, and they still didn't foul him out. That one was close off, but yeah. yeah. In the same game that like Jay Crowder, if he got sneezed on him, he was getting fouls, like calls. But yeah, um, NBA playoffs are sick. Though. Even if you're not an NBA fan, it's NBA f- the finals are sick. Because people, uh, basketball is an easy sport just to watch. I mean, you don't get NBA or basketball. It's not like if you watch the NFL for the first time ever and you're just confused as shit. Basketball is like everyone knows is you throw the ball in the hoop. Sweet. Yeah. You know, it's good just to tune in as a casual. No, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the questions. We did it. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank it feels you like that was a long one, but I don't know if that's because we spoke about politics for like three days. Well, that did that did play a part. Uh, it yeah. was a long one. I think we would we nearly maybe our longest of the year actually. Looking at the time, yeah, like probably I think it's probably close to a hundred minutes if we doing it that way. But hey, you know what? It's free, so shut up, just enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm just I was thinking by the way, like I'm losing my mind so much i was like do i just start recording bonus patreon podcasts during lockdown but i feel like that just would be my descent into madness of like well a daily if people podcast. want us like we will talk about literally anything and we're both yeah. here so it's like yeah, if you want to talk anything tell us seriously if you want to talk about literally anything more politics chat basketball chat movie chat anything i mean yeah if you're on discord and you want us to talk about a topic and we've anyway, got we've yeah. got we've got a deep bench of patrons and listeners who are well versed in these areas. Like we've got people who could come on and talk about politics or movies or video yeah. games or anything else. So but if you want to hear talk something not rugby league related on Discord, bang it in that feedback channel. Seriously, and we'll, we'll talk we'll do it. about it. If for that, a, um, and if you're not a patron and you want us to talk about anything, uh, just tweet us or give us. And money we won't and, do it because yeah, you're not a patron. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, we're we're done. Uh, we'll be back next week. Enjoy the weekend. If you're in lockdown in uh, New Wales or Victoria, just uh, do your best. Just uh, stay yes. sane. Keep Further safe. Sane and get mad at the government, not the people next to you. Exactly. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.